welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Welcome back, all you hitchers and drifters, to the United States of Paranormal Podcast, your weekly road trip through all things cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. This is Logan. Hey, it's Matt. And without someone pointing at him, Brandon forgets to say it's Brandon. Hey, Bogus. Yeah, we're doing this a little different than we normally do. We're actually all at our separate homes because we just couldn't make it work this week. So this is this is a little different. I'm used to being able to see everybody. So I, I know. Brandon missing his cue. Eh. Normally, I give everybody finger guns to let them know that it's their turn to say their name. It's really weird and awkward at times. What the finger guns? Yeah, like. Well, clearly, it's fucking needed because, you know, we've been doing this for almost a year and it goes me, Matt, then you, and uh, Matt said his name and you just sat there, so. And he's just sitting there now. Yeah, yep. Well. On the bright side, he's the one telling the case this week. So, I mean, there won't be a lot of dead air coming from him because he's going to be the one telling the story. How has everybody's week been? I'll, we'll start with you, Matt. Oh, man, I have been just incre- like, this is good and bad, but I've just been incredibly busy. I mean, I was out of town on Friday for work. I was working last night. Uh, I just one thing after another. Uh, but hopefully that means upward trends professionally speaking nice man dead dead air dead, dead air this is uh i don't know how people do this this is weird without reading people's social cue how was your week brandon yeah my car broke down fair so it's nothing fair. new yeah so it's probably gonna be like a fifteen hundred two thousand dollar fix well you uh hear that fans uh Brandon's having some car issues, so if you want to buy a t-shirt, Brandon gets a very small portion of that. That's not true. We don't get any portion of any of that. <laughs> all that yeah, money, we, all the money we get from merch sales goes towards artwork and other stuff for the channel right now. We do not make enough money to justify uh, skimming off the Calories. top. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't know that, Matt. <laughs> I was trying to sell t-shirts. <laughs> It's fine. Listen, if you want to support the repair of his car, just sign up for his OnlyFans. Or uh, have Brandon uh, what, uh, sign you up for an internet contract. Right? That's how no, that works. It can only be on one of my 500 addresses I have. Oh, well, if anybody's listening and they're in Brandon's one of 500 addresses that he has, hit him up. This could be your opportunity. So, like, it, it, you broke down in the same gas station that you've broken down in multiple times? Oh, no, only one other time. I was okay. saying this the other night. I am incredibly impressed that every time he breaks down, it's at a gas station. This is where he kills his car. It's where he turns it off. He's going to do his pee brakes because he's out on the road, and he shuts it off, and it doesn't want to start back up is what I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, this last time I put the starter in, started the car up, and... It was just listening. I'm like, man, that's a weird grinding sound. It's never good to hear and grinding noises. And then next thing I know, smoke started coming from underneath the engine bay, which I assume was the new starter that I put in after about a minute of it running. So, What starter number is this one? Five. Jesus Christ. He's really putting that lifetime warranty to the test. 
Yeah, they're no longer going to offer it after dealing with Brandon. They're like, no, you get two at max. It's called the Brandon Clause. Yeah. Uh, it looks like my flywheel is bad. So at first I thought it was an electrical issue. Now it looks like it's uh, an actual engine issue, which, of course, to get the flywheel out, they have to pull the transmission out. So that's going to be an expensive fix. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Well, any any uh, any good stuff happens for anybody? Or I uh, today while I was shopping uh, at HEB, this is the food podcast portion of this podcast. I found HEB has this uh, flavor of chip that's ghost pepper ranch. Oh yeah, I've had. They've they've done it in different types. Uh, I think I've had like the regular potato chip one. Yeah, that, I think that's what this is. They're, they have thin in big ass letters on the bag. Yeah, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I I said it once. I'll, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, H E B man, they, their H E B branded stuff is really fucking good. Yeah, for the most part, it is. I got uh Carolina Reaper Cheetos, not the poofs, but the little crunchy ones. H-E-B brand the other day. They're pretty solid. If anything, they have too much seasoning because it's like there's so much cheesy seasoning on it that it almost it's like I can only eat a few because I'm like this is too uh, rich. <laughs> yeah, I understand. We got a, a mixed bag of chips or a mixed box of like little individual bags of chips and it has H-E-B branded uh, cheese balls in it and it's man. just with cheese flavor. It's just yeah. like on there. <laughs> yeah. It is super, not necessarily in a good way. It's like you you have one of those bags and you're satisfied because you don't want you like it's one of those things where like I I cannot have too much of this flavor in one sitting. Yeah, I feel you. I usually eat like a handful of those Cheetos and roll it back up and throw it back on top of the fridge. Oh yeah. Mystic nights of tear. God damn it! I told you that song was gonna be stuck in my head. <laughs> um. Trying to think, I, I was. We were just at HEB. It was so fucking crowded the other day. It was ridiculous. I'm I feel like gonna... a call guys because Gunner was one of like Gunner's a Chico is one of the like really chill people, but like he went off on a tangent of one call guys episode about people that stop in the middle of an aisle at a grocery store. Oh yeah, with their cart like not one side or the other, just smack dab in the middle with their cart, and that was everywhere at HEB. It was packed to the gills, and everybody was just stopping in the middle of. The aisles, the 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 sections outside aisles, just stopping. Yeah, I want to I want to know what goes through people's fucking heads when they're at the grocery store. Like, how can you be that utterly oblivious to the other other people around you? Like, yeah, show some courtesy, right. people. Well, especially with the big HEB in Beaumont, like a good chunk of those uh, food aisles have. Uh, structure poles in the middle of the aisle that cuts up space too oh, yeah. already so then you got people standing right in the middle of the aisle next to that so there's literally no getting around them you're just like what the fuck it should be socially acceptable to kick people at the grocery store yeah it's fucking ridiculous I mean usually I stop at eight, that HEB during my lunch break at work which is 11 o'clock so it's never really busy you know mm-hmm. so anytime I go there on the weekend it's always fucking jarring because I'm not used to it being shoulder to shoulder dipshittery. Yeah, my wife, uh, she used to work at the Beaumont HEB. I know you know this, but this is uh, information for the listeners. 
Yeah, and doxing uh, his wife now. I'm not doxing my wife. But she recently changed to the HEB that's closer to my house. And she was super excited about how not busy her new store is. Oh, yeah, one in Beaumont's always slammed. Oh, that main one. It's always it's always steadily busy. Especially the meat department. I don't think I ever go out there and don't see people restocking shelves over there. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the problem she was having. That's why she ended up getting transferred. It's because she's supposed to be learning more management stuff as she uh, is getting ready to be moved up to the next management role. And uh, she couldn't learn all the stuff she needed to because it was just nonstop restocking the meat. Yeah, I can feel that. I mean, hell, I was there the other day, and I uh, normally get the HEB uh, meat there when I do stuff because, like, they got a good deli, they got a good meat department. But I end up having yeah. to buy some like more expensive, like name brand venison because they were all sold out of the venison that like they ground in store. Mm-hmm. And which it's like I was getting less venison for more money by doing that, so I was a little sad. Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of meat, uh, another thing that happened this week that I'm personally excited about is we just bought a meat grinder for our stand mixer. Nice. nice. I have one of those. Yeah. yeah I've also really got, got a meat, chance. I've got a hand crank meat grinder that I uh, that I fucking installed on my fucking uh, in my kitchen. I have a. Uh, uh, I mean, what would you call it? Just a fucking tool chest on yeah, wheels. Yeah, it's a it's a but, it's a tool chest. Yeah, on wheels that I put in my kitchen for all my cooking utensils. And the first thing I did was fucking install a meat grinder to the top of it. I'll tell you what, that thing's doing that's becoming more and more popular in a lot of kitchens. I just yeah. fucking the only bad part about it is it's great being able to grind your own stuff, especially if you want to do like different like uh, ratios for burgers and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the, they are for. they are just a motherfuck to clean though. Like the at least oh, the yeah. hand crank ones because you got to take it apart, and then you got usually they're fixed to a surface for the most part, uh-huh. and you have to get in there and just clean the absolute shit out of it. If you want it to not be a nightmare to use, it's got to be affixed to a surface. I remember. When you first got yours, uh, you made burgers uh, for all of us, and uh, it was a hell of a time grinding the meat on that thing because it wasn't mounted yet. Yeah, because I hadn't mounted it yet. I was yeah. like, I want to use it, but I hadn't screwed it down yet. But yeah, after you screw it down, it's great. It's just like I said, cleaning those things is a nightmare, which also kind of pushes you to use it less than you uh, you would want to because yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, it'll be great, but then I got to clean it, and it's going to be awful. So. Yeah, with one we have, it's all driven by the stand mixer, so we don't have like to, to clean it. We can just take it off and put it in the sink and hand wash it. Uh, fortunately, we haven't used it yet. And I was asking my wife, I was I, it's just, like I was wondering because uh, I was curious on if you could, if it would be a cheaper option to use that and make your own ground meat. And I was like, hey, so is this going to be a cheaper way to make ground meat? Uh, ground meat, or is this just going to be a better quality of ground meat type scenario? And she was like, oh no, you're not going to get it for cheaper. Uh, by grinding the meat yourself yeah not really yeah but usually a lot of places grind up stuff that like doesn't look super like the cut ended up not looking as pretty as they'd want so they're just like throw that one in that and mark yeah. it lean this or, or, that, or it's just so. the leftovers from cuts yeah but like i like i have that mixer and I was making, uh, I finally got my meatball mixture like the exact way I like it. And I was yeah. thinking to myself, like, I could throw this in there and uh, I wouldn't be having to be wrist deep in fucking three pounds of meat here mixing all this stuff. <laughs> but then I was like, no, I'll deal with the messy hands over cleaning that bitch out. 
too. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I recently just this this week I uh after I got my meatball mixture like a month ago down to exactly what I liked, I was like, "Oh man. I love meatball subs, but like a good meatball sub with big meatballs is like a pain in the ass to eat because it's hard to get it in your mouth and like it's just a big mess." So I just made I've made my full batch of meatballs and I made patties out of some of it and then the rest I made into smaller meatballs and put in the freeze. Uh-huh. But so instead of having like a meatball sub, I had a meatball patty that I put like the cheese on and stuff on it and just made it way more easier to eat. That was really good. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that was my that was my food segment there. Fucking meatballs and being sad that I had to buy more expensive venison to go in my fucking meatballs. <laughs> I hear they were good though. Yeah. Who wait? Who? Oh, yeah. That's right. Kane ate. Uh, Kane. Kane had a sub back when I made the sub last. That, uh, is that who was talking about it? I think so. Yeah, because he's the only other person I fed. I usually, if I have extra food, I'll go f- kick his door and just hand him a plate, and then he'll usually like, I just ate, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. I know. That's that's the one thing uh, I'm jealous of Kane. Kane for he's close enough to get random Logan meals. Yeah, he always looks uh, bewildered when I knock on his door. But I'll tell you what, he cleans a plate real quick and brings it back to you. And then he'll text you like 40 minutes later be like, hey, I just want you to know I just ran water over that. Uh, <laughs> put some soap on it. <laughs> like, okay. I'm trying to think if there's any any movie news or anything before we get into it i know they're finally they finally uh it's been almost a decade since they announced it they finally started filming the five nights of freddy's movie oh really yeah it's blumhouse finally got people on set and started filming and we got uh uh what's his what's his name uh he was in the hunger games and he's in that show where he's uh he time travels via duffel bag oh i Uh, know who you're talking about yeah, I think uh, the blonde, he was the baker. Yeah, he was the baker in uh, Hunger Games, and he was in Zathura when he was younger. Never saw that movie. Uh, Josh something. Why is Josh Hutcherson coming to my popping in my head? I think that might be. I mean, you're I right, it's Josh Hutcherson. Damn, look at that! And then we've also got. Uh, Wait, they they casted Josh Hutcherson as the main security guy that's going to be having the problems, and then Matthew Lillard, Shaggy himself, is uh playing uh Afton, Purple Man. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see him he, in a fucking movie. He I, he always fucking kills it. Yeah, man, I'm really curious to see how they how they do that. I've not. I've, well, it's I, Blumhouse, so I would be absolutely fucking surprised if it didn't catch a heart if it didn't catch R, you know? Yeah. Because Blumhouse isn't going to... I mean, it's tricky because this is a franchise that now kids fucking love. So kids are going to want to see it. But also, you announced this movie 10 years ago. So a lot of that audience that you were originally buying that IP for are probably legally allowed to go watch R-rated movies in theaters now. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I didn't. I honestly started to think that it was never going to happen with how long it's taken because they've had to. They when they when the dude that owns Five Nights originally set that out, he made sure in that contract that he got final say so on the script like 100. percent So he is uh, 
he has shit on a lot of scripts and a lot of directors have left because of that. So I think that's something we're starting to see a little bit more and more of uh, with people controlling their IPs and refusing. Well, yeah, because creative like creative change, you give your IP, you get your IP out there and like you, what you're like, most of these people, like their main goal was when they, when they sell that is like, hopefully this blows up. My IP gets a bunch of movies and then maybe a few years from now, they'll reboot it because it was so popular or we'll get a, sp a TV show, right? So if the wrong company gets your IP and they deviate from the source material so bad that it does so bad that no one is ever going to want to touch that IP again as far as movies, you're screwed. Yep. Uh, speaking so, of horror uh, productions, I finally got to finish watching the first episode of Last of Us. Out of uh, time. I still ain't fucked with it, but you know me, yeah. I don't I haven't played any of the games, so I all I've heard is good stuff. And they had Homeboy uh on Saturday Night Live this week. Oh the Mario Kart skit. Yeah, I saw that today. It was fucking hilarious. Their budget for the background scenery on that was pretty uh impressive. Oh yeah, they skit. probably put a lot of money into that skit. But I mean they brought on, you know, the big actor to be a part of it and stuff. So it makes sense that that's where they'd put a lot of budget into. Dude's in everything. He was Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Last of Us. I mean, he well, I mean, it started with Game of Thrones. Yeah, he deserves to blow up. He's awesome. To, yeah, yeah. Everything he's done, he's just been incredible. Uh, he was also in um, <clears throat> sorry, what's the name of that? Uh, it was the second Kingsman film. Yeah, he was one of the American dudes. Yeah, and that one was real, like his whole motivation was really sad i really liked those movies uh i didn't watch the newest one because it went like prequel shit and uh kind of deviated from like the whole reason a lot of people like those movies yeah i tried to watch the prequel film on a plane and i could not get into it yeah i actually haven't watched any of them yet Right. Oh, he dude, in, you uh, gotta watch He was watch also him. in DC, too, because he was in the second Wonder Woman movie as uh Oh, yeah, he was. Award. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, right. Uh, those are a perfect parody of the spy genre. Uh, it's one of those things where it's so good, it very, it, it, it very much stands on its own outside of being a parody. Okay. No, no, I've been meaning to check him out. I just... Don't ever think about it. There. Let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else I knew him in. But it seems like most of the stuff he was in before he got big, big was a bunch of shows that I might have. He was like one offs in or something like it looks like he did a few roles in The Good Wife and Burn Notice, Charlie's Angels like CSI like he did a bunch of like crime procedurals before he hit Game of Thrones where he did seven episodes and then after that he just kind of blew up he was also did a lot he did voicing in Dishonored 2 which is a video game so Narcos <laughs> I will say Last of Us uh, I know people who like are older people and have never played a video game and they are all watching Last of Us and really enjoying it I mean, like, it's it's one of those things, like, I've never played it, but I know the story of Last of Us, and it's one of those things that transitions really well. Yeah. You also got to think about all these people that are watching this are also the kind of people that fucking ate up The Walking Dead, you know? And that was a comic book IP. Yeah. 
it's just it's just those those apocalypse scenarios people like that shit i mean it wasn't even 10 years ago when like every other show that was coming out on uh, te uh network television was apocalypse themed shows you know like the 100 and like all these other shows where it's like this has happened emp happened and now it's just this or now it's this and just it was a big thing for a while there oh Hell, yeah. they had that they had that reality show that was on i think sci-fi that was dope as shit where they took a bunch of people and put them in an apocalypse scenario and it went like two seasons. That was a solid watch. Yeah. I, I don't remember the name of that show. I never watched any of it because I, oh, I watched like reality TV, but uh, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, our biggest problem trying to watch it is just, we have a two year old and uh, we had such a hard time getting him to go to sleep for a while because he was afraid of monsters. Last thing I want to do is <laughs> yeah. just sit him in front of something where he's going to see some real ass fucking monsters. What was that? Uh, our oh. friend uh, Joel made a comment on something like that the other day. He was here, and uh, he was like, I just realized that your kids aren't going to be scared of shit because they go to bed with their door open, and you can see a seven-and-a-half-foot-tall uh, killer clown and Sam from Trick or Treat <laughs> just standing outside their door. I was like, yeah, and they also give them hugs before they go to bed sometimes. So, uh, Oh, I wish I could get my kid to do that, but uh, he... Uh, yeah, condition them at an early, early fucking Yeah, <laughs> But uh, luckily... So he went to town with his grandma today for a little while. So that's how we watched most of it. And then we had about 15 minutes left by the time he came back. And fortunately, I've played the game. So based on what I knew Noises. of the game, <laughs> I was able to determine like, okay, these last 15 minutes, they should only be dealing with people and not monsters. So I think we're well, good to really let it go even, and finish the in episode. In that first episode, you didn't really see any of the monsters anyway. Uh, no, you only really see one up close. Uh, yeah. And that's well, two up and close. And it's two up close in the first episode. One. Yeah, and they're not like full-blown yet. Like, they're still... Well, no, the second one is. But the first one that you see up close... Okay, so you see three, really. Uh, there's one at the very beginning, which is like your first chance seeing one. Then there is one that chases them for a minute in the in the intro, like the first half hour. And then there's one more in the super late stage of infection where they kind of fuse to a wall. Yeah. And those are the three you see in the first episode. And then, again, based on knowing the game and knowing where they were, like in that story, I was like, okay. They're not going to get to the part where there's a bunch of these. Uh, I don't remember if they call them. I don't remember what they call them in the game. Aside, I know what clickers are. Were they all? They weren't all called clickers. Maybe they were. I really don't remember. Uh, but I knew when they were going to get to the part that would have them start really showing up in force. And so I knew it was safe to finish the episode out. Uh, but yeah. I just wish I could watch horror stuff with him around. But I know it would fuck him up. Well, it's doing makes me a little less nervous about the Bioshock uh, film adaption they're going to be doing, but it's also Netflix that's doing it, so I, you know, it's it's hit or miss. It can go either way. Yeah, sometimes like, Netflix does amazing shows. Sometimes they make garbage. Yeah, so I'm still a little worried because I, I if I'm gonna, it's like Halo. We waited so long, and then when we got it, it was you know what it was. And then Rapture's another one of those video game lands that I've always wanted to see live action, but I just don't want it because you know it's like it's like we just talked about if they fuck it hard enough, it's not going to be coming back. But as I say that, we have Resident Evil that went like eight movies long, 
Then they did the TV show and a new movie relaunch all at the same time. And I think both all of those whiffed it, and they're probably still going to make more of those. So True. So the only live action I'm really looking forward to from Netflix is the One Piece live action. I don't know enough about Rubber Boy Pirate to check it out. All I know is he's magic. I know. Magic Fruit Boy. We have a fr- we have a friend that has worshipped at the altar of One Piece since I met him, and uh, as all I know is via Caleb. Ditto. I don't watch the show on principle. I mean, even if I wanted to, it's so far in manga wise and show wise to like it would take fucking forever to catch up. Well, so. not necessarily. You can get it done in like a month, but. I'm good. What I recommend people do is don't actually watch the anime. There is a fan edit where they cut out like all the extra crap. And One Piece is actually low on filler, but the problem is they reuse a lot of footage for the anime and they extend things out a lot. So it makes the pace of the anime feel really bad. But there is a good uh, fan edit called One Pace where they cut it. Like they'll cut down an entire arc that's like a hundred something episodes to so like the same shit they did with Dragon Ball episodes. Kai back in the day where they like <laughs> cut out all the filler shit. Yeah, but this is done by fans and not yeah. like the actual creators. Where and they made like, Mr. Popo blue. <laughs> and like Kai. I said, I, One Piece isn't a show where you're watching it for like one story. You're watching it for like each individual arc. So it's like you can watch the first arc of One Piece on some and the second arc. And like they all have like their own cohesive story and they're all incredible. I mean, I would hope an arc will have a cohesive story. I'm good. I'm constantly already like there's not a lot of stuff like ongoing we're watching. Like right now I'm watching Kayla got me to watch Bob Burger Bob's Burgers and I'm loving it. And we're only like four seasons in. And I was like, how many seasons is there? And she's like, I think like 14. I was like, well, goddamn awesome. And I just saw on the news they got renewed for two more seasons. So I was like, that's yeah, fucking righteous. Yeah, that's well, a great, really dumb show. So it's what, like, like it's nice because it's an animated family and it doesn't go to that trope that every other animated family goes with where they all basically hate each other. Yeah. It's like this show they all like each other to a fault. <laughs> so I dig it. Uh like yeah, I said, I don't have a bunch of shows I'm watching right now, but uh I'm always watching like Super Sentai stuff and rewatching certain things, and King Oger is about to start next month, so I'll be watching that weekly. Mm-hmm. Well, like what got me into One Piece was like I was uh, a lot of the book YouTubers I watch were all of a sudden they were like their fans were pushing them in the manga, and finally they like several of them at once just started going over One Piece, and it's like every single one of them as soon as they started reading the books or going through the anime, all of them cohesively like yeah, this is the best fantasy world ever devised. I just like, don't. This I've is never one been of the a best stories. Person myself. I mean, especially in our group of friends, I'm one. I like. I fall off the chart compared to all of them, pretty hardcore. Because I've watched most of the generic anime that American kids are expected to have seen, like Dragon Ball Z and all that. But like yeah. outside of that, I have I've tried to watch Cowboy Bebop multiple times, which is I. It is a great show. What I have seen, but I always end up falling asleep. That fucking smooth jazz dog. It'll just put me down. <laughs> Yeah, I say there's better. Anime I've watched now. stuff like m- some movies. Like I've watched, I love Summer Wars. I think that's a fantastic movie. But outside of that, I just, I've, I've just never been a big anime person outside of like Pokemon and Digimon and the generic ones. Yeah, which Summer Wars is basically Digimon. Summer Wars was great. 
but that ironically, I do fucking ingest an unhealthy amount of Japanese live action shows like Super yeah, Sentai. And I'm about to say you can't complain about One Piece being long when you watch how many fucking seasons of Super Sentai. Well, they're all different. Uh, yeah, it's but, like I watching mean, different anime. I have watched 45 seasons out of 46. I hadn't watched this new season because I got that. Uh, I'll get around to it eventually, but they added those two CGI Rangers uh, in the Sentai this year, and uh, them fuckers are hard to look at. So, How many uh, episodes of Super Sentai are there? Uh, each at season? least three. Uh, 2,260 I I episodes. Yeah. Well, there you go. It a lot happens. of entertainment. I, I, look, I'm just saying, you can't compa- complain about One Piece's like length when there is 1,200 more episodes, nearly 1,300 more episodes of Super Sentai. God damn, that's a lot. It happens. It's all right. But anyways, uh, Bose, you got a story for us? Uh, they say after we're probably like 30 minutes into us just fucking gabbing, like always. Uh, yeah, I guess I got a story. Almost exactly at 30 minutes. We're just a few seconds short. We're not in the market of, you guess you have a story. I mean, if you don't have a story, we don't have a podcast, dog. You act like we have a podcast. <laughs> uh, According to Apple Podcasts, we do, and that's all I need. <laughs> We even have an audible listener. We do have an audible listener, although he's questionable. Um, yeah, no. So I I pulled a little story. Um, have uh, either of you two heard, uh, heard read the name somewhere? Ronald Doe. I cannot say I have. I am familiar right, with what? Ronald McDonald. Okay. Also what about- scary. William Peter Blatley. No. No. All right. Well, so this is William Peter Bat- uh, Blatley, like basically in 1949, read some obscure news article in from Missouri, and he wrote a book called The Exorcist based on that article. Nice. Not familiar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not a lot of people saw that movie. Well, honestly, Matt's probably never seen Exorcist, though. So. How have you not seen The Exorcist? Because he doesn't watch horror. Yeah, dog. You grew up in the same house as me. You have a film degree, and you haven't watched The Exorcist? Correct. Let's not get, let's not get hoity-toity here. It's fine. Yeah, you pompous dick. Let's watch, we'll just add it to the thousands of movies that we say we'll watch, and we never watch. Like episode three of Haunting on Hill House. Episode two, wasn't it? Did we get no, to episode, episode then? Three. I thought we, we watched we two episodes. episodes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, by the time we get round to it, you guys just gonna have to fucking rewatch it again. Yeah. And then we'll watch the first two episodes and not get back to it for another year. Anyhow, guy, Exorcist. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, like I was saying, he basically he read in uh, a news article that was just obscure that just didn't go into too much detail. And so he wrote The Exorcist, which is the book that the movie is based on. Um, well, a few years ago, one of the priests who actually performed the uh, the Exorcist ritual 
um, he passed away and his diary was released. And it actually went into details about the whole story of what happened because for a long time it was a mystery like uh what was what was going on like what inspired the movie uh what was the real story because the there's no records of the family they all used different like pseudonyms and stuff so then like there's no records of their exorcism that can be found uh but in this diary they refer to the this kid who was possessed as Roland Doe, and that's like the common name that people know this by. So he was born in 1939 uh, in Missouri. And our real story actually takes place when he was 13 years old. Uh, uh, where he was living just outside of Georgetown. Now, Roland, from all, from all descriptions... Like he was, he couldn't focus. He was a troublesome, hyper kid. Like he was a bit of a bully from what people know. Like he was a weird kid. So he didn't really have like a lot of friends, uh, according to what everyone was saying. But the one person who he did hang out with was his Aunt Tilly. And Aunt Tilly had a particular hobby with messing with the supernatural good hobby to have i mean she could have crocheted or anything like that but you know fuck with supernatural that's fine yep she liked to try and talk with spirits and guess what she had uh ouija board iphone okay yeah they had iphones in 1949 uh yes she had a she had a ouija board and one of their favorite hobbies was to try talking to spirits. Well, we judge well, people for the Ouija board things, <laughs> but we also got to remember that there's a major board game company that sells also sell kids toys that package that bitch up and distribute it at Walmart. So, and it has yeah. been since like the fucking fifties. So. They also make shitty Power Ranger toys. Yes, they do. Fuck, that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So. Uh, once they started doing that, uh, his mother uh, started hearing like scratching sounds in their walls, and they're thinking it's mice. So the father then starts pulling up like the floorboards, trying to see evidence of mice. He's not finding anything. He calls an exterminator. Exterminator couldn't find anything, and so the family was thinking it was just rolling acting up because you know he was a shit kid and was. They thought he was just trying to like annoy him, right? Uh huh. Well. 11 days after they started hearing these scratching sounds Aunt Tilly died. Damn, and the course, rats like came for her. <laughs> Oh, man, you say that, but I watched one of those uh, Guillermo del Toro has that uh, horror series on Netflix and one is about rats. And like you said, the rats came for Aunt Tilly and it just gave me PTSD e flashbacks. <laughs> I was like, no! Oh. Graveyard rat. It's not good. Poor Aunt Tilly. Yeah. So I'll give you Rip. each a guess on uh, what Roland did after Aunt Tilly died. Uh, got out the Ouija board and tried to communicate with her. Yep. And so again, this is like that was like the closest person to him in the world, right? Like that was his best friend, was his aunt. 
And of course, after he tried communicating with her, they started hearing those sounds, but they started getting much louder. They started hearing like stompings and stuff like that. And it was all focusing around Roland. And one day, uh, Roland and his mother were in his room and it got really loud and obnoxious. So, of course, what does his mother do? And we've seen this several times before. Ignores it? She, we wouldn't have a story if she did. <laughs> she asks, are you Aunt Tilly? Not three times if yes. So, okay. So, at this point, it can either be one of three things. It is actually rats. It is uh, the paranormal, and it's probably demons. Or, it's perverted wall boys. All seemingly just as plausible. All, well, no. You know what? I'll take rats over the latter of the other two any day, though. <laughs> I don't know. Rats are fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's better than a perverted wall boy that wears your mother's clothes and comes at you with an axe. Yeah, but he got arrested, right? That that goes away. Yeah, and then remember, Brandon, how that story ended? He got out and murdered a pregnant woman and her kids. You know what? You know what you can do to get rid of perverted wall boy? The same way you get rid of rats. You fumigate the house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll show. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You know what's going to be easier to clean up? Perverted wall boy. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> Those rats tend to scatter and burrow in when they get poisoned. Perverted rat boy, you'll just hear a big thud. There's a lot more questions, though, when you uh, get <laughs> perverted this, rat boy. I found this in my wall. <laughs> ah, I just so put him in I a perverted rat boy it? pile. Do I bury it? Like, Nah, just leave him in the wall. He'll stop smelling after a little while. That's a, that. That's the kind of shit that a tabloid be like. Here's our big scoop. Finally, a true story, and nobody believes them. Yep. Anyways, uh, continue. Yes. Yeah. So of course, you know, she names it. The ghost obviously knocks three times, and so they're thinking it's Aunt Tilly at this point. When are people gonna learn? Just because the ghost does the better option that you gave it, ghosts are like people, man. They lie. Yeah, no demon's right. gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm a demon. Demon's like, oh, she got me. She gave me the old knock three times of a man Tilly. I'm just gonna knock once. <laughs> Fuck, she got me. You know you have to tell me right. if you're a demon, right? That's <laughs> the law. <laughs> you have to tell me if you're a demon or a cop. He's like, I'm neither. Oh shit, I'm both. <laughs> oh no, it's demon cop. Oh man. And of course. You know, now that they personified the demon, it starts getting worse, right? So, like I said, this is all focusing around Roland for the most part because he's the one who used the board. But Roland would start hearing, like, squeaking sounds on his mattress at night. And then the family nice. said they found <laughs> scratch marks all over the mattress. So ghosts are having kinky sex on his bed while he's in it. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what I That's got from the either that he's... or either that or rats are banging on his bed while he's sleeping. <laughs> either <laughs> way, he's being third wheeled. Yeah, either way, it's not great. At that point, I would think I would take the spirit sex over rat sex on my bed. That's <laughs> the few uh, times where I'll opt into spirits over uh, over the latter half there. Uh, so the family called their local Lutheran priest, uh, Reverend Shorts, Reverend and. Shorts. Uh, 
he did the obvious priestly thing and invited the kids oh to stay the i about made a comment house. yeah oh, <laughs> he beat me to it i was like i was gonna make a comment but i'm not gonna and the brand's like okay, well he was gonna the obvious thing he's like come over kid sleepover yeah he had a sleepover with the kid so he could observe him well okay let's not go deeper into that i'll take I the mean, rat sex yeah, right. i'm going back to the rat sex now i mean to all the stories i read they never mention anything happened but let's just yeah let's just blow right past that just like the catholic church does yeah so so from what he said, he noticed that there was a lot of scratching sounds like the family observed and like the bed would vibrate. And at one time, a chair tipped over. So uh, and over time, the scratches started appearing over uh, Roland's body in the form of words, stuff like hell and damn and things like that. It's like a 12 year old learning curse words for the first time. Right? So the family started buying religious items. You know, crucifixes, Bibles, just stuff to put around the house. Jesus bobbleheads, you know, the basics. (laughs) That one statue uh, of Jesus holding a thumbs up. You talking about Buddy Christ? Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't want a Buddy Christ figure? Right? So, during this time, they tried to baptize him. And this put him into a serious rage that he had to be hospitalized for right well it's understandable if it was like a surprise baptism you know people just come at you and start trying to dunk you in the fucking tub and shit and then they're all like oh you're being hysterical (laughs) fucking just take it man it's fine I've seen some of those baptism things at churches, man. Some of them are pretty sketchy looking. Like, some don't look like they get cleaned. You always see, like, a few bugs and the, like, little bit of water they can't get drained out of there when they empty it out. Oh, gross. And bacterial meningitis or some shit. You tried to drown me. Ah, you're overreacting. Listen, you have to be as close to God as possible for it to take. So, of course, I got to get you there. (laughs) You may continue. Yeah, so while he's in the hospital, they start they got some psychiatrists to start treating him. And then by uh the next month, like that's when they they decided to move the kid to Normandy, Missouri. I thought and you were saying they were shipping him off overseas. You said Normandy and I don't go instantly to Normandy fucking Missouri. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, fix this kid war. <laughs> Yeah, and of course the psych so the psychiatrists all give up. They couldn't figure out what was going on because you know it's 1949. Their only suggestion was probably to attack electrodes to his head or shove a you know a pike up his nose. We'll get all about it. Hell yeah! And of course the family becomes more religious during this time, and so they call they called in two Catholic priests, a Father Raymond Bishop and a Fra- Father Boyden. And uh, Father Boyden is the one who the diary belonged to. They so they started like spending a lot of time around the family, uh, like they were there basically every day during this. Boyden at one point put a crucifix under Roland's pillow and blessed him. They were always eating and, the food out of the fridge. Well, they did that oh, and fucking poultry guys. That's for sure. 
Yeah. Well, after he left, he said that there was a loud noise that came from the room, and a large bookshelf was moved, a bench was flipped, and the mattress uh, with rolling on it was shaking violently. And of course, that uh, the mother yelled for Aunt Tilly to stop, and that's what made it stop. She still thinks it's Aunt Tilly. So does she Jeez. think Aunt Tilly was a bitch? Yeah, apparently. Oh my God, you never knew Aunt Tilly like, like they did. It sounded like he liked Aunt Tilly. I wouldn't imagine if it was Aunt Tilly. She'd be this like I don't know, you know, whatever. Well, part of it. Sully in like, the good name of Aunt Tilly. Like they describe Aunt Tilly as being like a prankster. And someone who pulled jokes on people. Oh, yeah. You know what's one of the best jokes you can pull on your nephew? A fucking scratch words like hell and damned into his skin. Like, ah, I got gotcha. you. Oh, Aunt Tilly, you jokester. <laughs> what, your aunt never did that to you? No. <laughs> oh, no. She did. She definitely wouldn't be my favorite aunt. <laughs> right. So the, the church then went ahead and declared this as a demonic possession. Uh, because no doy. Uh, and I hope as they declared that they smacked the mamas like so. Stop calling the demon Antilly. Stop naming demons. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it! What All is right. your name, demon Antilly? <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Find out she was a demon all along. <laughs> the whole time, I always thought that Weird. bitch was I wearing a wig. Right, I always wondered why her house smelled like sulfur. You know what? I'll take the demon over Aunt Tilly. <laughs> Rat sex so, it is. Yep, so the church uh, gave the priest formal permission to perform an exorcism. And uh, both Father Raymond and Father Boyden, uh, with the help of a Jesuit scholar, uh, started performing the ritual. Hey, what uh, scholar? A Jesuit scholar. Bless so you. the Jesuit, the Jesuits are a sect of uh, Catholics. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know they're what? Like a For small subset. I want to one of these stories at one point in time. I want us to cover one where instead of being like the this generic like, and then they got the Catholic priest involved. I want them to be like, and then they got the rabbi because Jewish people don't fuck around with this stuff. Like they've got dibbic boxes. They roll up in there and like, oh yeah, Aunt Tilly's a demon. They're leaving with that bitch crammed in a box. Catholic priest, it always seems like it ends with somebody dead and the Catholic church just dropping anybody that was attached to it like a hot potato. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. Somewhere. I wonder if, how much of that kind of stuff is in uh, the Kabbalah. I don't know. Like I said, I just, I, I want to, I definitely eventually, there is there are a few dipping boxes that are like pretty famous in the supernatural world. We'll have to get to them at some point but it would just be nice to hear like a story like this and then they call on a different leader of another faith and just to see how they handle it you know oh and something that's weird about the story is like the family start is lutheran right so it's like where do they how do they make the jump from a lutheran priest to the catholic church isn't lutheran just a catholic denomination no lutheran is its own denomination I don't know shit about shit, so I can't weigh in on this one. Uh, it, it's just, you know, just an odd jump. They don't mention it, like, why they went to the Catholic Church. It probably was the fact that one was more ready to to hop in and help than the other. Yeah, like, I don't know. One, the, the, their main church was probably like, oh, boys will be boys. And the other church was like, oh, it's a demon. We'll roll up and kick its ass. Okay, yeah, Lutheran uh, Lutheranism is a Protestant 
Yeah. They're <laughs> they are more similar to the to Catholic to the Catholic Church than like other Protestant religions, but they are still Protestant. But yeah, yeah so the know. so like uh basically the ritual they did multiple uh rituals to within a month. Uh, and Roland was constantly being moved from like uh, this house in Missouri to the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis. And during this time, Roland was uh, very big on like dramatic outbursts. He would curse. It said he would vomit. He would spit no, all over the place. Uh, yeah, he would scream out Latin phrases, which according to the family he would not know at all um at one point they said that during one of the exorcisms he allegedly slipped out uh one of his hands from the restraints and broke a bread bed spring from under the mattress and started to use it as a weapon slashing the priest's arm oh god Jeez. damn it's i've yeah, had they... fucking uh uh, being friends with Kyle, I've had multiple furnitures where springs have broken, like my old Lazy Boy I used to have. And when them fuckers break, they are sharp, sharp. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine oh. someone weaponizing that shit. Oh, yeah, and they said like there was stuff like he was, uh, he had like the strength of a grown man and things like that. Um, like, and there would. They said at this point, because of everything that's going on, the family uh, converted to Catholicism and they decided to give him uh, his first Holy Communion. And afterwards, there was a six inch portrait of the devil that was carved into his calf. Oh, God. Ew. You say portrait, it's got to be better than, like, it's got to be more than just, like, a stick figure with horns. Portrait sounds pretty articulate. Yeah, they said it had horns. It was, like, raising its hands up in a chaunting gesture. Had a huge dick. Yeah. The, the girth that's was impressive. It was. God. Boy, yeah. no carving in my calf whatsoever. No, thank you. Yeah, they, you know, in the diary at one point, it talks about how the bed stood up at one point. And, you know, would just violently shake with him in it. Uh, at one point, the priest asked, who are you? And, of course, he, you know, from the line of the movie, he says, we are Legion. Ruh-roh. Yeah. Um, and then on, it said in April 18th, which is at the end of the month when they were in the hospital, uh, the boy started saying stuff like, be gone and his voice dropped and it is believed that he was possessed by the angel Michael because he had like a vision of a flaming sword casting the demons out from him and you must think you're pretty special if you think Michael's hopping your bones to fucking kick out a demon right because that's like that's like that isn't just like angel that's like top tier angel angel right there that's a that's, right. a, that's a higher up right and then at that point a he apparently started acting like a normal kid again. Said it was all done. Um, the hospital allegedly boarded up the room because of how traumatic the whole situation was. Uh, but that's when Peter read this vague short article on this kid and decided to write his book. Now, the Jesuit father, uh, Halloran, um, 
he actually speaks against what was in the diary. Um, he was the Jesuit uh, scholar who was there with for the exorcisms, and he said like there was some crazy things that was going on, but nowhere near as bad as what the diary said or what was in the movies. He claimed even at some points they had like forty people in the room watching these exorcisms, but like he claims that the kids voice never dropped um he said he said like the kid never vomited he never urinated anywhere uh he did spit a lot oh, but yeah. <laughs> he was a spitter though he never pissed on himself but boy did he spit. yeah but apparently like that was something he used to do in school and like he could like spray like up to 10 12 feet jesus christ yeah, apparently he like practiced that because the kid was known as like a shithead. And he yeah, said, I was like, about to say of... to be able to practice that, you must be a real piece of shit. So what you're saying yeah. is he is especially good at expectorating. Yeah, so like like apparently what? he claims a lot of the stuff that happened can be explained with just a kid trying to get out of school. <laughs> God, he's like like because like the times the bed shook, he said the kid could have easily shaken the bed himself. And like the furniture tipping over and stuff, like he could have done that. Could you imagine instead of being like the classic, like, oh, mom, I don't feel so good. My stomach hurts. So I got to stay home. This kid's like, mom, I'm possessed by the devil. I can't go to school. <laughs> right. He claims that the Latin phrases he was like saying and stuff, like he's like, he was just imitating the priest. Uh, yeah, he's speaking he's, Latin, but he's just saying shit like animal names from that he would have learned at school. <laughs> yeah, he said the only he said the main thing that was odd about the situation was that the wounds, like the scratch marks and stuff, he doesn't believe were self-induced. But he doesn't. He says that he doesn't believe that there's enough evidence to, to say that there was a possession or not. So that's like two conflicting views of like the. Uh, the, between the diary of Father Boyden and Father and like Father uh, Halloran's opinion, uh, and Father Halloran was actually like the last person involved who who recently died. He died a few years ago, but he he like uh, spoke up against the diary that was released. But what was odd about this too is like you know in a lot of stories we've talked about before, you know a lot of times the family try and gets a book deal, they try and get movie deals and stuff like that. But throughout this entire thing, uh, since the exorcism happened, they have tried to keep their names completely anonymous and stay out of any sort of, you know, public spotlight. In fact, at one point, a reporter after the diary release, uh, he claims that he actually found a person who, like Roland as an adult, and he, as when he tried to call in an interview him and talk to him about it, he's like, lose my number. Don't ever call me again. Or I'll spit on you. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Don't talk to me. I'm the devil. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then he spit on me through the phone. Very weird. It's impressive. Well, it's nice to hear that they weren't trying to get a bunch of record recognition I have recognition. Fucking that word. there you go that word yeah that's refreshing like I, 
Yeah, like I said, there's some things that's a little different. Like it's nice, like seeing someone who is involved and is documented as being involved, like actively speak up against a lot of supernatural He's, stuff. Yeah, too. he was like, listen, he might have been a little possessed, but he wasn't so bad possessed where fucking Michael was coming down and hopping his bones to give him a hand. <laughs> yeah, and like, like some of the obvious stuff, like his head didn't spin backwards and he didn't vomit 20 feet. Just spit 15 feet impressive but he practiced uh yeah. well yeah that movie though like i mean that just goes with my whole uh little girls are creepier than anything thing because it the case it was based on was a boy but in the movie it was a young girl that was possessed yep uh regina right yes because it's more funny. it's more jarring you know oh yeah dang that's a, even a you know a 13 year old kid like that can still be you know, like, think of, like, the omen and how creepy that kid was. Yeah, fucking Damien, a little bastard. Right. But no. But, uh, I never uh, I never looked too much, and I knew that movie was based, off, like, loosely based off of, like, a real exorcism and everything, but I never knew. I never looked into the source material of it. Uh, exorcist is a great movie. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's, like, my favorite. Uh, well... It my arguably possession movie genre. Oh, it absolutely did. But like, like uh, to talk about one of the other cases you did, like the possession of Emily Rose is probably one. Of my, is probably it definitely it rates higher for me as far as possession yeah. movies go. And like, we probably wouldn't have the possession of Emily Rose without The Exorcist. So it's cool to see like where it all started and what the inspiration was for but it. Those movies are about to. They fucking those movies. Are about to are being redone now. I think by Peacock, and like they, they spent like the basically like almost all their budget on securing the rights for those movies to be able to remake them. So oh, wow. that's going to oh. be a make us or break us type deal for them. Oh yeah, oh shit. Yeah, because I think they I have. think they bought the rights for four movies right off the bat. So we'll see. Hopefully they come out good. Like I said, hopefully we'll see more films where, you know, people aren't making huge changes just for the sake of doing something different. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like with The Exorcism, it's not a movie I would have went after to remake because it's it's an old flick, but it's an old flick that holds up, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. those practical effects are still good. Like, that movie is still legitimately scary. Yeah, it's nothing It's nothing bonkers that's like, there's not, there's not a whole lot you can add to that movie. You know, well, it, I think it's the main idea nailed pretty hard. Yeah, I think the main idea between remaking it is to get younger people into the box office That's or fair. onto a I streaming mean, yeah. platform. Yeah. It's I, it's I, there are going to be a lot of people who watch it based off of seeing the original, but I think it's more to get younger crowds to consume it. Yeah, and it's as easier to do that with a new film rather than trying to say, "Hey, come watch this old film." Yeah, hopefully they don't do like they did with the Psycho remake. Because, ugh. I don't think I ever watched the Psycho remake, but... Yeah, it, it, it stars Vince, Vince Vaughn as Patrick Bateman. Not Patrick Ooh, yeah, Bateman. Ah, uh, yeah, I have never seen... I have never seen Vaughn. The only horror movie I've ever seen Vaughn in was uh, Freaky, and that was a that was a great movie. Well, it was weird, because like, they tried to do like a shot-for-shot shot remake, but in color... 
and they were doing like a, like the script was word for word to the original movie but uh, it does not work. It is terrible. Well, yeah, and it's also like Hitchcock movies aren't really movies you also need to fuck with because Hitchcock movies are very much movies of their time, and the whole black and white thing adds to the horror of a Hitchcock movie. Yeah, and oh, when yeah. you're it adds like, to the when you're especially if you're going to just remake it shot for shot, basically, at that point, like you, you just that's just a that's a massive fucky. Yeah, and like I said, Vince Vaughn was just awful in it. Like, he had, like, no emotion to his face whatsoever. You know, when talking about mother. Oh, God. <laughs> I fucking hate mommy issues. That's just horror all over it for me. Right there. You know, it doesn't even have to be a real horror movie. Just show me a dude with mommy issues, and it gives me the Wiggins. <laughs> yeah. But you know what is good? Uh, Bates Motel. I've heard that it. I've never series. got around to it, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah, that was good. It's another mommy issue thing. Well, I mean, Bates Motel is like the prequel to Psycho. Well, that's worse because that means that's more him interacting with his mom. Oh, I thought that was a prequel to, uh, uh, shit, the Silence of the Lamb. No, 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 no. No. no, 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 no. Bates Psycho. Motel, yeah, Bates Motel is a prequel to Psycho. Like, which Brandon, I don't know if you've watched any of the Psycho sequels, but they get pretty fucking nutty. Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen all of them. Oh yeah, because there's the one where like they let Norman Bates out of the fucking loony bin because they're like, you're all fixed, <laughs> and then they drive him crazy again. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking horrible. Oh, yeah, so bad. Norman so Bates, good. that's his name, Norman <laughs> yeah. Bates. Old Norman, they're like, you got the green light, you're good to go, you're you're not nutty anymore, and then he just, just oh god, it's right. Then like the kids like drive him nutty again. Insane, yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, it just goes to show you that with cinema, they've uh, it, the whole fucking milking something till it's dead is not a new uh, concept. Oh yeah, they were doing it. They were doing it in the fucking seventies and eighties too. I mean, hell, with how many Jaws movies we got, we got the one Jaws movie where the Mother has some kind of psychic connection with Jaws. Well, <laughs> how many like Texas Chainsaw Massacres did we get? Oh yeah, uh, same with Amityville. We got a metric fuck ton of Amityville movies before the eighties were even over. There was probably like four Am Amityville movies that were done. Uh, fucking, there's just there's so many. One of my uh, one of the podcasts I've mentioned before, uh, Werewolf Ambulance. I got to check it out. Uh, they just they just watched Maximum Overdrive, and put out an episode about it. So I gotta I gotta watch that. That's another fucking, whew, classic. Yeah, I, just, I just pull up a list of like what's coming out. That's like remakes. Apparently, there's they're doing the they're remaking Last Train to Boson, but in New York. Which yeah. So they, I mean, take, they're just. Uh, I would call that more of an interpretation than, huh? Because yeah, they're, they're just, just taking the concept and it. Americanizing it. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. common thing. Yeah. Usually, yeah. it honestly, it usually turns out pretty well. I mean, the ring was a uh, Americanized from a Japanese uh, film. Uh, I never the grudge. Uh, yeah, two the movies grudge. that I will one hundred percent honestly say as a horror fan, I have never watched either. Hmm. They just weren't my when they came out. They that type of movie was just not my cup of tea. You know, I always grew up a big like slasher and everything, and then it was just like back to back because they were like right next to each other. You know, 
It was yeah. back to back like uh like little girl horror esque movies, you know, you got the ring, it's the little bitch coming out of the TV. And then you got the grudge, which is the creepy bitches coming out of the attics and shit. Ooh. And like yeah, I mean I'm a huge Sarah Michelle Geller fan and I didn't watch that and she was in it. Oh so. god, they're remaking arachnophobia. Oh, see, that's another one you don't need to fuck with. That movie was I hope John Goodman gets to come back for that though. If they're doing yeah. arachnophobia again, just cast him to play the fucking exterminator again. Oh, American it. Werewolf in London. Don't fuck with that. That movie's that movie's perfect as is, and the practical effects in it are outstanding. Anaconda. Oh, I'll go watch any any big animal movie. I'm down for. I'm stoked for fucking. I'm stoked for Cocaine Bear, and I think that comes out this oh, month. Oh yeah, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> that looks rad as shit. Oh, oh, they're apparently they're doing a Thing remake. Uh, they've done that already. Well, the other one they did was technically a prequel they made that came out a few years ago, and that was a damn good flick. Was that thing or was that? Oh, no, 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 no. No, that was it. No, that was well, no, no, no. That was the thing. The the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the thing. Yeah, they did a prequel a, a few years ago that was outstanding. I oh really wait, they're redoing Little Shops of Horror. Yeah, that's cool. Little Shop of Horror. I wonder if they'll go with like the theater ending. Who knows? Uh, just like like no Rick Moranis, just kind of makes you yeah. sad, you know. Well, you know the the theater play ends with Audrey two taking over, over the, the world. world and killing all the humans. Well, you know they did make a cut of that for the movie that got cut. Like you can actually watch the scene. Oh wow! No, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they out. filmed this. They filmed the scene of it. Uh, they just never used it because it just showed a bunch of Audreys all over like New York and shit. Oh, the Blobs they, getting a remake. Creature from the Black Lagoon. I was wondering when they were going to get around to the creature because they've done a little bit of everybody, but uh, the creature has always kind of got pushed to the back. Well, because well, and part of it too, why it kept getting pushed back was Universal was wanting to set up their monster like, universe. Yeah, their monster universe, and so that crashed and burned. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And it needed to. It was, well, no, uh, you can't fuck with you. They the mistake is they fucking started off by doing it by trying to do the mummy as the launching point, and everybody loves that OG mummy movie. Not technically the OG. It wasn't the first, but Brendan Fraser mummy. Well, uh, well that, the, it had nothing that. to do. It had nothing to do with Brendan Fraser's. Movie, no, it though. didn't. But it was called The Mummy, and everybody was like, "Ah, oh, fuck this! If it's not Brendan Fraser, we don't want it." Which is fair. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine though if they took the universe created by Brendan Fraser's The Mummy and made that a monster universe? People, I, I mean, right now, I guarantee you, with how the resurgence of Brendan Fraser especially after uh the whole him uh getting that award for the whale and everything mm -hmm. i imagine uh warner brothers in dc are absolutely kicking the fuck out of themselves for fucking shit canning batgirl after it was already wrapped with him as the villain uh oh, there's yeah. actually been uh, a lot of release stuff about it uh they were saying that it was not in a releasable state uh, so there might have been, either, I mean, they could be making up excuses or it could be that there were some serious issues with the film and it would not have been received well. Uh, either way, like oh most of the God. cast came out and said it was like completely done. And that Scoob movie they shit canned was done being animated as a whole. All right. So, but like I said, people would have showed up for that movie just for Brendan Fraser. 
Okay, so some things that have also been announced. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Yeah, it's already got greenlit. Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing now. I mean, they've already done uh, it with the Grinch. This year they had the fucking Grinch horror oh, movie. Oh, yeah. We got Bambi the Reckoning. Yeah, no. Anything, any any classic cartoon character like that, especially Disney-wise, that is public domain is lifted on it, uh, they're going to make it a horror movie now just because of all the hype that got stirred up when they announced Blood and Honey. It's, they don't oh. even have to be. They don't even have to be good. They'll just get funded because people are gonna make a big deal out of them because it's fucking goofy shit, you know. I'm about it. It'll lead to a series of really dumb but hopefully fun horror films. Yeah, I like, like I said right the here, blood and honey the... thing looks neat. I'm just upset that like Pooh looks resemble like resembles Pooh, uh -huh. but Piglet just looks like a a a boar man hybrid yeah. thing. It looks nothing like Piglet, you know. Yeah. Apparently, there's also Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Thunder, which is a separate thing. Jesus, it's just rough. This is going to get ridiculous. Hey, I mean, it already I'm all is. for it. I am all for it. Uh, February 15th. We, we need to watch that. Yep, we'll put it on the list. I've never watched it. <laughs> Only 10 days from now. We can just stream it in Discord. Uh, we've done that all of like I think twice I think we watched technically three times if you can't count Matt's uh, showing of Krampus that I think only him and Amber watched I think me Amber and Kyle but, watched it but like we watched y'all made me watch Repo the Genetic Opera yeah yep Love in that there movie. I fucking move it is good for opera. a one time watch and that is yeah it. A fucking Kayla put on the pair, the fucking uh, little glass vial song the other day with Paris Hilton in it, and I started having PTSD from just like, and then you put the gun to your anatomy, anatomy. <laughs> I was just like, no, no. <laughs> uh, that and uh, Willy's Wonderland, we uh, we streamed once. Oh yeah, that was good. That's fucking. Yeah, I love Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Great. That was a fucking awesome movie. Uh, that's what happens when they finally get. Five Nights at Freddy's out. We just need to have an animatronic movie night where we watch the fucking Banana Splits movie. We watch Willy's Wonderland la, la, and we watch la, fucking FNAF. La, 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 hey, there's also la, la, the la, the two Halloween horror films. One for Spirit, one that's the generic so, one. Fun fact. There's lots of animatronic about, options. I never, I never even got around to watching that Spirit so Halloween fun, one. I hadn't heard fact. anybody say dick about it. Yeah. Fun fact. Do you all know who did the soundtrack for the Banana Splits horror movie? No idea. Patrick Stump. I don't oh. know who that is, but I'm a that's, fan of his last name. That's the lead singer for Fallout Boy. Weird. Maybe he was a Banana Splits fan. Maybe. Who knows? All I know is I'm excited for, like I said, I hope they do Five Nights at Freddy. I hope they lean it. I hope it's an R. I hope there's violence. Yeah. Like, good violence. I mean, it gotta be. Like, the whole premise of the thing yeah. is cramming kids' dead bodies into animatronic suits. You know? I don't I know. know. I, I know that, uh, I know that, uh, uh, Jim Henson's company is who's making the practical suits for that movie. Oh, wow. So, well, you know they're I'm, gonna be good. Oh, I'm for it. They're gonna look awesome. And as soon as they said practical effects, I was like, yes! And then they're like, Jim Henson's company. I was like, oh, god damn, yes! <laughs> So Blumhouse, you know Blumhouse has shelled out a significant amount of cash for all of that. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. 
And I think they're said that if it goes well, they're planning on like four or five movie contract. So we will see. But that being said, let's uh let's do some fucking plugs, shall we? If you have listeners, if you have a case you would like us to cover, or you just want to tell us how we did, good or bad, you can hit us up at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Or you can, if you listen on Apple or any of the ones that have written reviews, you can hit us up there and let us know how you feel. You can tell us that we talk too much, we don't talk enough. Uh, you can tell us, uh, you can tell us just how your day's going. We'd like to hear from you. It's been a little bit since we've heard from someone. Yeah, nobody wants to talk to us. Yeah, I know it's sad. We try to get y'all to tell us to have Brandon do something, and he didn't. So now he covered another possession story. I be, albeit this one was nowhere near as depressing as the last one. So. Yeah, it only lasted like a month compared to, what, 12 years? Yeah, no, that was, we don't have to relive that one. That was fucking horrible. <laughs> we also have a website, the United States of Paranormal, uh, com, where you can look up merchandise or just read our bios. Uh, Boozers are threatening to update their team photo with the new members soon, so we'll see. Maybe. And uh, if you want to listen to something else, like maybe you want to listen to some true crime or uh, pop culture adjacent podcast, or maybe you like sports ball or books or just uh, genuine reviews of things, uh, check out the other shows on the Golden Mojo Podcast Entertainment uh, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Mondays, we've got the call guys, which is Colton, or as they call him, One Kill for Three. And Chico, where they usually do list uh, of different movies, TV shows, music, anything you can think of they cover. Uh, head on over there. Uh, tell them we sent you. Uh, at this point, I think uh, Colton has more beef with uh, Golden Jade than he does us, which kind of makes me a little sad. We I felt like we worked that. really. I feel like we worked really hard for that beef, and then it's just like sports ball just took over. You know, those fucking sports fans like the piss on each other all we have to do is just say their quarterback is only like half a quarterback i don't i mean i don't know enough about anything to, all i know is uh the chiefs are now going to the super bowl so and jeremy was at that game where they uh where they won to determine that they were going to the super bowl so he is a uh, he is a uh, stoked right now so Man. you can go check out the call guys on tuesdays you have golden image podcast which is a podcast with Golden J, Chico, and the Skywalker, and they review uh, local Indiana places that they go to, albeit bars, shops, uh, tourist destinations. Uh, they just talk about it. Uh, they they go do stuff to hopefully inspire you to go do stuff. And then on alternate weeks, they do classic Golden Image Radio episodes, which is a project that uh, Golden J used to do years ago when uh, MySpace was a bold new frontier. And uh, it was his little radio show he did back then. Wednesdays, you got us, two SOP. You got Team Boozers and Team Tejas. Uh, one team is much cooler than the other. I'm not going to name names, but you know us. Uh, Thursdays, you got the Indiana Chiefs fans, which is Golden Jay, Chico, and the Chief. And they talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and even though that they all live in Indiana. And then Fridays, we got two podcasts now. Uh, one is a bi-weekly, and that is a court of books and booze, which is the Skywalker Jessica and I cannot for the life of me remember the other chick's name and I must I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say uh maybe uh maybe Amanda. I I can't remember. 
but uh, their Glass Throne, I think, is the book they're covering. I gotta, I gotta catch up. I'll listen to the first episode, and I, ha- I haven't got to listen to the second episode yet. And we also have the Murder Nerds on Friday, which is uh, ex Boozers member Alicia and her homie uh, Ashley and Golden Jay, and they cover true crime all over the world. Where they uh, well, a lot of times it's depressing, you know. Yeah, it's okay. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm not a fan of true crime for that exact reason. Like, all it does is make me feel sad. Well, I mean, to be fair, Brandon's episode made me want to run myself a razor. His last one, so (laughs) it just happens sometimes. But every now and then over there, they break it up. You know, they uh, sometimes they talk about nice things like uh, animals that saved lives and stuff. But most of the time, it's just murder and sadness. Yeah, like every like Matt tr- listened to the one with me about the uh, about the Girl Scout troop that got slaughtered, and that was just infuriating. Well, yeah, everybody everybody dropped the ball on that except for the Girl Scout. Well, it's like that's what always happens. Is like people f- are shitty and fuck around, and because they're shitty and fuck around, innocent people everyone die. dies. It's just like that time you made me watch that documentary in plain oh, sight. No. Oh God! Don't bring up plain sight. <laughs> Oh, well, he just asked for relief, so uh, I relieved him. <laughs> like this dude sexually assaulting your daughter, and you're just jacking him off. <laughs> and and your wife's fucking him, too. What? Yeah, no, Brandon. Oh, <laughs> uh, you absolutely have to watch that documentary, because it's like, it's like watching the Tiger King. You start it, and by the time it's done, you're like, what? What? Wait, what the did fuck? Did you not hear the Tiger King news? Oh God, no! What Boy, now? They found the husband. Did they really? Oh yeah, no, yeah, I knew he, that. Yeah, he was alive in Cancun. Oh, really? Seriously, yeah. he's one hundred percent confirmed to be alive. Yeah, he is a hundred percent confirmed alive. Motherfuck! Props to that guy. <laughs> yeah. He just fucking knew Carol Baskins was a fucking whack job, and he's like, I gotta fucking get out of here, homie. This whole time, everybody's like, that bitch killed her husband. He was in Cancun smoking a joint. They're like, yeah. Yeah, he just fucked off. Can you imagine him being there? And then he's like, oh, look, a new documentary's on Netflix, The Tiger King. And he watches it, and he's like, oh, fuck, they're going to find me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's nuts. I can't believe they found that dude. Yeah, apparently the U.S. government knew he was alive this entire time. They just didn't give a fuck enough. They're just like, eh, it's not our problem. I was like, eh, we can't tell anyone. That's fucking bizarre, man. And that was like fucking, that was fucking the Tiger King's whole fucking thing was she murdered her husband. Now he doesn't have even that to stand on. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't have, I mean, he didn't have anything to stand on anyway. He literally tried to hire an assassin. He had the fucking Kmart brand assassin too. Yeah. Oh god! It's like, how do you how do you go about now knowing that the one thing that was keeping you going as a person, holding this grudge against another one, another one, like the one thing you had was all a lie? Ah, uh, we might be spreading false news here too. I just googled it, and it looks like it's uh, it's it's uh, it's just speculation again. It says, uh, as of now, stories and tweets that Tiger King stars Carol Baskin's former husband, Don Lewis, being alive and well are circulating in, but police officials, family members of Lewis, and the attorney all say Lewis remains missing. Well, mm. shit. So who knows? Who knows? He might be out there. He might be Tiger Food. Who knows? 
Hey, Lewis, if you're out there, hit us up at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com and let us know you're alive. Yeah. Uh, we promise not to tell Carol. Yeah, we won't tell Carol. We're not, we're not, we're not pro Carol. She's scary. They're all scary. Let's be honest. Big cat people oh, are insane. Yeah. That's the one thing I pulled away from that documentary that something about big cats make people go fucking absolutely. Yeah, insane. no, no. The thing for that documentary is that there are no good guys. <laughs> They're <laughs> all terrible. Dude, like, I'm serious. I started that documentary one night. It was me and Kayla. We got in bed and, like, we watched the trailer for it. And I was like, this looks weird. And we end up watching the whole thing in one night because, like, at the end of each episode, you're like, what the, what the, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah it's just, it just gets more and more crazy every episode. It's like, this can't be real. Yeah, and it just got worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, you technically end up watching a snuff film because that one dude dusts himself in security footage. And I was like, right? what? Yeah. <laughs> or, and um, what's his name losing his arm? Oh, yeah. It was all in, it's just fucking it was all fucking insane it's it just, like it's it like what episodes like yeah i wanted to take care of big cats because i like big cats three episodes later at this bitch and in the next episode i'm now running for governor what you know and then I, I hired a hitman and you're like what <laughs> what's happening you know something they don't really talk about they kind of like it's it's kind of quick in the early like it might be episode one or two they interviewed the guy that is the inspiration for Scarface in that documentary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they did. You're right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. They did. Well, you know, technically, we can also cover the Tiger King because you do know that that place is speculated to be super haunted. And Zach Baggins even did a giant special at the oh, Tiger wow. King place. I'm not surprised. The scariest thing that happened in that documentary, you know, uh, uh, the dude that they, uh, one of the dudes that they said, uh, the dude that claimed to have attempted to kill Carol Baskin or was getting hired to do it. Yeah. He lives there now because the, the one douchebag ended up owning it all with yeah. homeboy went away. Yeah. Uh, he, they were supposed to do an interview with him at night. Right. And, uh, they're like, who's supposed to be here? Is he in his trailer? And he was in his trailer sleeping. And Zach and them took it upon themselves to walk in his house while he was asleep with just their night vision. And that dude was still asleep on the bed, tossing and turning while they were fucking walking through his house. And I was like, you guys are going to catch a fucking bullet. Yeah, that's Jesus. At one point, he started to wake up. They all just book it out of his house in this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre. I don't know, man. It's it's all nutty. But uh, yeah, now we segue into that. Uh, this has been the United States of Paranormal podcast. Uh, this has been Logan. <laughs> this has been Matt. Bose. There you go. He got his cue without being pointed at. Uh, remember, people, don't 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 have big cats. It'll it'll make you crazy. Um, keep it spooky. To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos.